Hello everybody out there in podcast land. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to quickly add a spoiler warning both for Scream 4 but also for the Scream TV series on MTV. Uh, we kind of, because we do this podcast and we talk about the Scream TV series, when we did this podcast we weren't really thinking or like, oh, everybody who you know listens to this episode will obviously watch the Scream TV series and so we talk about some spoilers in that show didn't really think about the fact that you might just listen to this to hear about Scream 4. So, uh, just so you know, there's some spoilers for the TV show. The very end of the podcast, there's some spoilers for Dead of Summer, but I warn you guys beforehand. Thanks. Bye. You're one microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan, designed and directed by his red right hand. Hello, and welcome to the Screamcast, a slasher podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Olga, and today we're discussing Scream 4. The final film, maybe, in the Scream franchise. We'll see what happens post-TV show. Uh, Wes Craven's last um, film. Yeah, sad. Um, so, this is gonna be, uh, this forewarning, maybe, it's a slight train wreck of a podcast, because we watched this movie two weeks ago. We kind of <laughs> fucked up a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, we watched this movie, then we're like, we're too busy to actually record it that day. We're like, we'll record it next week. We'll, well be somewhat fresh in our mind. It wasn't our thing, actually. We'll record it the next day. Yeah. And then we were like, oh no, we have less time today than we thought. And then I was like, we'll record it this weekend. And I was like, we're tired. It's a weekend. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right. No, so, we'll record it midweek. And then I was like, buckle <sighs> in for our great podcast. No, we, we did reread recaps and watched some scenes and stuff. So hopefully, and I've seen this movie a few times. Yeah. So if you're new to the podcast, this is all this first time having watched the movie i've seen it a bunch of times this is, as with all the screen yeah. movies <laughs> this is uh one of my favorites and i actually i was thinking the other day i don't know that you know this that this movie is actually kind of what got me into slasher movies i didn't know that um and it's funny because if anything and it's something i'm gonna bring up a lot in this podcast is the marketing for this movie mm-hmm. and the, kind of the marketing is what got me in to the, into slasher movies huh. um, because I, I, I watched the trailers and first of all amazingly star-studded cast here like yeah pretty much, like every hot girl ever in existence at the time and like so i remember seeing those trailers and like knowing about scream and being mm-hmm. like you know i could watch the original so i, I watched the original before four came out um and i really liked it mm-hmm. and then I think I just read about two and three because I heard that they weren't supposed to be that good. And then I went to four and uh. I really liked four. And then I went back and rewatched two and three. And then I took a class about slasher stuff. And so then I watched a ton more slasher stuff. Um, and then I think the, it was kind of the one two punch of Scream 4 and Cabin in the Woods coming out pretty close to each other. So I saw both of those in the theater. Mm-hmm. And that's what really got me into this stuff. We're going to watch. I've never seen Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. I've somehow managed to avoid spoilers. all spoilers <laughs> for it because yeah. I knew it was supposed to be good. Yeah. So we're going to watch yeah. that eventually <laughs> again. So I'm like, it's hard to even remember like, like what exactly it was that got me. Like I know obviously the start to the cast. I think I liked the trailers, but uh-huh. I, I don't know what exactly got me to watch Scream 1 as much as I, as, if it was just that like I heard it was supposed to be good and I hadn't watched it yet. Had you seen any other like slasher horror things I mean, up to that point? It's one of those things where you're like, have you seen it or have you heard about it? Like, you know, like it's one of those things where by osmosis you gain knowledge of stuff and like I can't like particularly remember having watched one before mm-hmm. Scream 1. Um, but I probably did. And the thing is, I saw parts of the movies, like the screen movies especially, like, through other people. Like, mm-hmm. while they were walking, I'd, like, pop in or whatever. I see. So, like, I hadn't, but I hadn't watched any of the movies straight through. I think I had seen the opening Scream 2, like, when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, and I don't know how much... We've addressed how, like, oh, Olga's not into horror. Olga, yeah. da, da, da. No, but really, I have managed to stay away from nearly all horror mm-hmm. my entire life until we started dating. <laughs> Don't worry, that's not a horror show, so <laughs> we're fine. But, but yeah, I, I was never into it, and for me, the marketing of any and all horror, I was yeah. like, this is terrible, I don't like this, I'm staying away from this. Yeah. Like, zero appeal to yeah, it whatsoever. Yeah. And even Cabin in the Woods, like, yeah. well, I feel like with that, Cabin in the Woods is a weird one, because they Their marketing is meant to, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that said, yeah. I just, 
the most I would ever get into Mm-mm. horror would be by accident watching the uh, the scary movies. Yeah. Just like they'd be on Comedy Central or something. Movie, scary movies. Yeah, yeah, scary movie. Like yeah. one, two, three, four. Yeah. Um, I don't know which ones I've seen. Yeah. The older ones. <laughs> yeah. But but even those, those freaked me out. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I didn't like those and even then I was like, Well, the comedy here is pretty stupid. But yeah. when you're kind I've, of, I've never even seen the scary movies. I mean, I saw them when I was in like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And you so thought like, they were stupid then. And so I thought they were stupid well. then. It was, like that's the time <laughs> and I feel like that's an age when a lot of people were actually watching real like the original yeah, yeah. stuff. And mm-hmm. for me that never had the appeal. Well that's the thing is so I've never watched the scary movies because I just thought that the very idea that it was lampooning Scream... I know it's not just lampooning Scream, mm-hmm. but that, that Scream is kind of the flagship of what they were lampooning. Yeah. I was like, Scream is already kind of a comedy. Yeah. It's like already self-aware and like making fun of itself to a degree. So the fact that you're like... It seems like you don't even understand what you're lampooning to me. Like There's a I- lot of really <laughs> dumb humor in it. Yeah. And my thing is, until, we wa- until I watched the Scream movies with yeah. you... Had no yeah. idea. Like, actually, it wasn't even just the movies. Yeah. I mean, you told me that this, when I jumped aboard the Scream TV show. Yeah. And you were like, oh, yeah, this has a lot of meta stuff, too, just like the movies, but mm. not as far, not you as... You didn't even know the movies I had no had idea that, yeah. that the movies had that element to them whatsoever. So that was the thing that I think part of the... So I will agree with you. <clears throat> Generally, marketing for horror movies is terrible, and it all seems incredibly the same, mm-hmm. especially when you bring in supernatural stuff, which is a part of why I haven't watched that many supernatural horror films, because mm-hmm. they all look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um and now I don't know how much that's actually true because the marketing has honestly pushed me away from that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but these these trailers, which I, I guess would have been smart if I had shown you them before we started recording. <laughs> but um, the trailers they they really played up a the cast, but b the um, the meta stuff mm-hmm. with talking about this is a reboot, talking about how this has to be different, and a lot you know a lot of stuff from the film club sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, like, to me, like, I didn't, like, I knew that Scream was sort of about that. You know, I think part of the thing was, is that I was watching um, Community at the time, and that has so much meta stuff that I was like, oh. that, that, that caught my attention. And um, Alison Brie is in both. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's what kind of drew me in, was the meta stuff and then the cast. And the other thing is, I mean, so, so much of what I ended up also enjoying about the movie had to do with the marketing, because... A, the marketing does not make it clear that a bunch of these stars are only in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I, I, it really did get me with, like, the Drew Barrymore Scream 1 effect of not mm-hmm. knowing, especially because it's like, oh, so that first part was a fake out, but is the second part a fake out too? You know, yeah. so um, so that was cool. And then also, I mean, we'll get into it more detail later. I just want to throw out that I, based on the marketing and how this was being positioned, I would never have assumed that it was going to be Jill who was the killer mm-hmm. because it really did seem like they were setting up that, this is the beginning of a new trilogy. A, yes. It is a reboot. And, you know, it made much more sense that they would kill off Sydney in this movie and have Jill going forward. And so, you know, like, yeah. so that was the thing like, that I never even really put Jill as a suspect. Yeah, yeah. When that was revealed, it was really surprising and yeah. shocking because I would say um, it's also not how you would expect Emma Roberts, mm-hmm. like, for her to have that role, yeah, you know? Yeah, especially at that time. At that time, yeah, I would say at that yeah. time. Since then, I would argue that not, there, there's never been, like, a one-to-one-to-one role that yeah. she's done, like, exactly the same character, yeah. but, like... Variations on a Variations theme. on a theme, I would yeah. say, is kind of, like, now I could, uh, let me put it this way, yeah. I would say, now I can confidently say this kind of character is within her wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. So... But I can recognize how for that time of, like, yeah. seeing that and being, like, n- not just shocked in that, like, oh, my gosh, the final girl, yeah. the victim, the ultimate victim yeah. is not, in fact, a victim yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. And that being very well, twisted. It, it was also, it wasn't even necessarily, like, as much that as much as I was just thinking from a business level. Yeah. That, of course, you're bringing all these new young faces that are hip and, and popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to be the ones that you set up for a five and six. Yeah. And, you know, why would you continue? Like, that's the thing. It is, like, I don't know, like, if they actually had been a five and six, I don't know if it would have made sense. But as far as, like, because to continue with Sydney and Dewey and Gay, like, would that have actually no, made sense? Like, I don't think it would have. Like, it would have felt weird. But 
in some ways, it kind of is good that it was containing just four because I really did think that it was going to continue with these young people and they uh-huh. killed all of them off, basically. Yeah, it was um, It was the idea of this is what reboots do. Yeah. And then it's like, haha, this wasn't really a reboot. Yeah. This was a continuation and the conclusion of a saga. Yeah, and yeah. And whether or not it's its final conclusion. Yeah. Hard to say, especially with the Scream TV show. Well, yeah, that's the thing is, I mean, I have a, tr- I have trouble seeing this brand going away forever. Mm-hmm. I also do feel like I, I, I have to choose my words carefully here. I feel like the TV show kind of hurts the brand, even though I like the TV show. Yeah. Because now it's like the brand has been scaled down to that level and it kind of comes off like it's not big enough for a movie anymore. Anymore. Yeah. Um, and especially considering Ford didn't do that well in the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you come back to movies after a TV show. But at the same time, I mean, like, I, I would be, I would find it kind of crazy if there was never a actual reboot uh-huh because I, I don't think you ever i don't i don't see a scream five with sydney ever happening no no no, yeah, no. And, and i feel like they as a cast have moved on yeah. also i don't know if courtney cox would work with david arquette again mm-hmm. just in general um i don't know what's they were married in real they life, were married right? in real life i don't know they were, were they were they still married during this movie i don't know yeah i'm not sure about that but but even so, that yeah. might be, like, just an added stressor. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I don't know. I, I can't comment on that. Yeah. But I feel like that this is kind of... This should be the end for these characters. Yeah. It seems like it should be. Yes. But how would... You know what I would see happening? Especially since um, in the Scream universe, mm. stab is a thing, as yeah. we see in the opening. Yeah. Um, the thing within a thing. Yeah. Within the, the Scream yeah. <laughs> universe. So... And and the Scream TV show, you know, it doesn't have the ghost face mask. It has yeah. a different... That's a variation. Yes, it's a yeah. variation, but it's its own thing. I can totally see in a Scream 5 them being like, oh, remember when they took Stab and then they made a version of it to be a TV show yeah. and it was this? Yeah, yeah And yeah. then making a parody of even Scream the series. The TV show, Like yeah. Stab the series yeah. within there and yeah. then having it be like... Yeah, like, next... and they'd be like, they totally ruined the brand when exactly, they made it a TV Exactly, exactly, of, like, the meta yeah, of yeah. making a TV show because it's, like, TV is everything now, and then trying to, because the most recent Stab movie was a terrible failure in the box office, yeah, so, yeah. and then, like, having that yeah. be a thing. I just don't, the thing is, I mean, the fact that Scream 4 didn't do well is interesting to me because it's like so can they ever bring it back like they're gonna try to because Mm -hmm. it's like a brand name yeah but can they ever be successful with it again have we just moved on from that have we i mean have has society moved on from slashers in the theaters it feels like to Mm -hmm. a certain degree we have i would i can actually see that because now the not just now but even in the 80s, the biggest thing is, like, demonic possession and demons and yeah. ghosts and that kind of supernatural thing. That's stuck around. If yeah. anything, a lot of what people like about those movies, they're doing some of their arguably, like, best work on that now. I suppose. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, there's a lot of people complimenting what's yeah. being released now. I, yeah. I haven't seen them. I don't really like those things. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would because now I've yeah. kind of well, been I am going to force you to watch Blair Witch soon. So. Oh, God. That's the one I really don't want to see. Like, <laughs> dreading it. I have It'll be great. so much resistance to it because that was the big, like horrifying thing of my early childhood <laughs> that I can remember and we being like, to, nope, 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 nope. We podcast with that in conjunction with the new movie. I am refusing! <laughs> yeah, we'll see in a couple weeks, guys, uh, when I release the Blair Witch I'm podcast. gonna <laughs> pull a Kristen Bell on Dan. <laughs> so <laughs> He'll be my Anna Paquin. <laughs> I, I do want to say, um, so I've been, I've been excited to talk about this one particularly on the podcast uh, because it fits so well with the TV show. As far as that the TV show, it, it, when you look at the TV show, I feel like it mostly took cues from four as far as, again, it was another, the TV show was a reboot, like a real reboot. Yeah. And so the, the, the archetypes and stuff, yes, they're, they're talking about the original cast and like they're, they're harkening back to that, but they're yeah. also harkening back to Scream 4 and what they did. Yeah. And it's interesting that we have these three sets of characters that are variations on a theme Oh, um, and you know what I didn't even think of? of the yeah. fact of, you're so, yes, uh, yeah. I, I caught on what you were saying, yeah. like Kirby, Audrey, yeah. you know, 
all that stuff. Yeah, all the that new stuff. Randy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, but I was thinking even more about the fact that in the Scream TV show, it's the parents went through a thing, mm. the town went through a thing in the past, yeah. and now it's the next generation That's moving on point. from that, yeah. living in a place where horrible things happened, and yeah. here, it there it was Lakewood, yeah. here it's Woodsboro. It's like Murderville. Murderville, yeah, 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 right there. So yeah. so I didn't even think about that yeah, analog to it as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I also just say that to me, I think that, like... This this is an interesting movie because I don't think it's that scary. And so in that way, I can definitely understand people not loving it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of what's harder to market about these kinds of movies now is that like when people go to a horror movie, they want it to be scary. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think that... I mean, like... The only one that I really think was scary was the first one and maybe a little bit of the second one. Yeah, the third one was, like, third so one was dumb. comical. You know? <laughs> Not dumb-dumb, yeah, but, but it was, like, like... It was, like, cartoony fun. Exactly. You know, like, it, um, yeah. And then this one is, like, uh, it's, 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 it's still cartoony fun but not as heightened cartoony no. fun um and that's so that to me it's like in the to me it's in the right zone if you're just ending for fun it's not in the right zone for horror mm-hmm. but but like i find this to be one of the most enjoyable of the movies yeah. um and so i really like it's probably my second favorite after the first one and yeah i, I don't know so what, what did you what were your general thoughts i guess um i could see what you were you know i never really processed how it wasn't very like scary yeah yeah but you know, I think you're right that somewhere in my head, I was like, "Oh, there's it's because it's kind of harder to surprise you after seeing them yeah. a lot because you know people are gonna get killed in creative, yeah. somewhat creative ways." Um, but I liked, I liked the methods of the murders a mm, lot. Yeah. Um, the only real cartoony sequence I would say, yeah, is when Jill is like smashing herself up against yeah. furniture and stuff, and it goes yeah. a little too long. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it just it just went like well that a and, little too yeah, long. That but, and the cops. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that see, that was really forgettable yeah. to me. Even though it was uh, who Adam Brody and yeah. Anthony Anderson, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, two no. arguably like funny people. Yeah, no, that, not a great sequence in my opinion. Um, um, but yeah, no, it was good. I. I liked it. I liked the the young cast mm-hmm. kind of like being forced to interact with the old yeah, yeah. cast. In a way, the old cast being shoehorned in felt shoehorned in, shoehorned in. Yeah, a little, a like, little bit. Yeah, specific. I was not, Gail and not, Dewey's yeah, Gail, relationship Gail, drama. Gail and Dewey specifically, because I don't. I think Sydney made sense. Yes, Sydney made Gail and Dewey. I mean, the thing is, I, honestly, I guess I would say mostly Gail because mm-hmm. Dewey. Like he's, the, he's sheriff. the sheriff, so like you need a sheriff no matter what. Yeah. So might as well be a character you know. Yes. And yeah, like had an arc that made sense, but also I guess like there were. I mean, if I was going to be like actually critical about this movie and not just be like it was fun and I enjoyed it, right? There are too many characters, and that's mm. the thing is like Jill had to be the like if you really think about it, Jill had to be the killer because she barely has any development otherwise, yeah. and so it's like Sydney but bad yeah. until the end where she's <laughs> yeah. no longer like Sydney. Yeah, and then, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's an interesting film and. I, I think the thing that's interesting about these about these movies, and, and part of why I latched onto them more than I've latched onto like horror as a general thing, is that they're really more thrillers. It's more about yeah. the tropes and the breaking of the tropes and the suspense and the and the twists and mm-hmm. things like that. And that's what like I don't usually sit down to watch a scary movie to be scared, which I, I is not what most people do. Sur- yeah. yeah, like I said, like that, and that's why like I like the slashers more than I like. The other stuff usually because other stuff is meant to be like scary, yeah, and I'm like, and it almost never scares me. Okay. Like that's the thing. It's like it's very hard for me to get scared, huh? Uh, and that's why, like, like, I like like note to self. I like I like Rosemary's Baby because it's more of like a psychological thriller, yeah. you know, like, and so like that kind of stuff. Like, and I like the tinge of the horror, like because it's just like fun, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's so rare that it's gonna scare me. I will say that. Blair Witch scares me a little bit, so you're gonna love it. Why? I'm such a scaredy cat, Dan. I am. I hate you for this, man. We're really building this up. Watch me yeah. just be like yawn. I won't be. I will be. All right. Pissing myself. Um. So shall we? Well, I just want to yeah. say one thing that I really. I mean, I don't know if you want to go in chronological order, but things that I really liked that I feel they did well. Mm-hmm. The element of the movie club. Of them, yeah. there being like two Randys, yeah, yeah, 
and a girl who's like a counterpart. Yeah. Blah, 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 counterpart to yeah. that. <laughs> As opposed to, like, oh, it's only the cool girls now. Yeah. And, like, a Sydney kind of calm down version of a cool girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also the idea of, like, sex being kind of a background element yeah. instead of a forefront theme. It's still interesting that, like, he's somewhat motivated by he lost her virginity to him. Yeah. But, like, but also just he's just motivated by, by her boyfriend being a dickbag. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting. And by, yeah. I would say more so by fame yeah. and frustration yeah, exactly. with like yeah. that so so while sex is still there and that yeah. kind of like it hits that you know you can check yeah. it off as in there which is yeah. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Cuz I feel like that it makes sense for a reboot to have it as a for more background yeah, motivator. Yeah. And I really like the the party aspect to it. Again, it's not the final act of a party. Yeah. It's in the middle of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the after party where yeah. shit, shit goes, goes crazy. <laughs> so yeah. it's like the movie had like almost three endings. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, I think it was, it was just like there were a lot of, there are more big set pieces, mm-hmm. but in a way that, that was fun and not overly stuffed. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of them weren't, weren't too drawn out. I mean, I think that pe- a lot of people criticize too for having too many kills and too many set pieces like that, but they just weren't as enjoyable for the most part, in my opinion. Well, I would say two's flaws is that maybe the original draft would have been better. Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't something about two. Like, I think it has a lot of great elements, but it also to me is like the most boring. Maybe like because one is the original, mm-hmm. three is just like so zany that it, like it's not boring. It's just like what the fuck is happening yeah. and then like four is just like fresh coat of paint yeah and it's like a new feel so, i like the cinematography yeah. of yeah, it yeah me too for sure um so were there other major things you want to throw out or i i don't want to go in chronological order i want to do the opening and then go by the characters okay that makes yeah. sense i i think i'm good okay so just a quick quick aside yeah dan and i have been watching over the course of five and a half months uh veronica mars mm-hmm Dan has seen it before, like, multiple times, all of it. He's yeah. an obsessive. But, and I watched it for the first time. And you were asking me in the movie when I was like, oh, the new sheriff. Where is he from? Like, yeah. who is he? And I was like, Jerry O'Connell. And you asked me, where is he from? Scream 2. Oh, really? Sydney's boyfriend. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't recognize him. I did not him. recognize him at all. There wow. you go. Interesting. I know that <laughs> probably could have been said off mic, but... Just a fun fact. Fun fact. He didn't age well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Poor man. Um, all right. So let's talk about that opening, uh, which I think is also a great, great opening. I, I'd say, again, I think best opening since the... Well, 2 is good. 2 is definitely good. But 4 is maybe my maybe my favorite. I wouldn't say it's necessarily the best, but it might be my favorite. Remind me of 2's opening? 2 is the movie theater. Oh yeah yeah, 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 okay. So yeah, I mean, I just I think that the the double twist of a stab six and stab is it f- six and seven? I think it is right. Yeah, yeah, it's six and seven. Uh, I just think it's really fun, especially with the actors that they got to play them. We yes. have um, we start with with Lucy Hale, who's from Pretty Little Liars, mm-hmm. who I she I knew about. The other one I didn't. Um, what was her name? I don't know. Her. She, it was um, she's from nine, the new nine hundred two one zero and Degrassi. Yeah, yeah. I guess oh, man. Frickin' phone, man. It's being a... Read this name. Shanae Grimes Beach. That's her. Um, so so they, I like their thing with the the idea of the Facebook stalker, very modern. Talking about the Saw movies yeah. and torture porn. That was a must, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I always equated these movies when I was growing up. With torture porn. Yeah. Yeah, which, which it seems like we've somewhat moved past now. What, torture porn? Yeah, I think it's or not, equating it's, them? No, torture porn, as far as... I, mean, I really I, hope so. Yeah, like, it doesn't, it doesn't... I mean, I'm not saying it's gone... F- for good but it was like really the zeitgeist mm-hmm. in like what the mid 2000s like or pre-2010 whatever. like 2005 yeah. through 2010 i would say yeah, it doesn't seem especially given that saw is gone now like it seems like that age has stays moved gone. past a little bit um so i like that whole thing and like it would have been like an okay opening by itself but like the twist is good and then we get the anna paquin and uh, Kristen bell thing both actors who were you know very well known at the time too yep i uh, love them both and then Kristen Bell stabbing Anna Paquin randomly was really you great. You talk too much. <laughs> Can I just say, in this relationship, I'm the Anna Paquin, actually, <laughs> because it's like, and this is stupid, and this is stupid, and this is stupid, and this is... And Dan's just like, Olga, shush. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I like that. And then we have Anna Paquin, you know, sort of talking about how all the the meta shit is dead. It's so 1996. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's always good when you get the meta of the meta yes. uh, in there. And then, you know, that was also a, screen, a stab movie. And then we get the real opening with uh, Britt Robertson and this other person. What is her name? Amy Teagarden, who is from Friday Night Lights, I believe. And Burt Robertson, sure. <laughs> I, I, I've been a bit, big fan of Burt Robertson. She she should she should be a bigger deal than she is. Um, she was in Life Unexpected, which was a short lived CW show that was really good, um, and she was just amazing in it. And she's been in a few other things. The most, I guess, the most prominent thing at this point might be that she was in Tomorrowland. Um, oh, I never saw probably that. Probably the best part of Tomorrowland. She's she's a very good actress who deserves more recognition. Was she the main character? Yeah, she's okay. the main character. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that they have their thing. Uh, according to the, to the Wikipedia article, uh, Amy Teagarden's character, Jenny, was the one who slept with Trevor, which I hadn't put together. Maybe I missed a line or something. Jill's boyfriend. Yeah, Jill's yeah. boyfriend. Um, so that's interesting that, that therefore, she is the fir- one of the first kills. Yeah, um, it's on purpose, yeah. not just like, oh, we need to kill two people, kill two people and yeah. escalate and reflect the, the stab movies. Yeah. I do think that the um, the actual scene between the two of them, I, I do. Well, I do like that Britt Robertson makes fun of the whole five five they st- stab six stab five, yeah. you know, like that whole thing, the opening in that way. Um, but I do think that their actual part is maybe the most lackluster of the scenes. Hmm. Um, I don't like if there are other scenes. Like if we just started with this and we didn't have those two other scenes, oh yeah, it would have been really kind of bl- like it would be honestly the most bland of the three. Yeah. So. Uh, it's not bad. It's just like like I do like that they like play around with the app of like scaring each other and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it just felt like kind of bland to me. Yeah. Um. All right. Who do we want to talk about next? Do we want to talk about Allison Brie real quick? Sure. So she's awesome. Um. Uh, and she plays what is her character name? Like Rebecca. Rebecca something. Walters. The book publisher. Yeah. Agent. Um, I so she's kind of the new Gale. I guess she's sort of like. Uh, you could, she kind of reminds me of uh, Miss Lang on Scream TV show. I can um, see that, I guess. Um, but she's her own person, and I really like her, um, that she is, like, her whole attitude. Like, she has a similar attitude towards Ga- as Gail in the first movie as far as, like, getting ahead no matter what. Yeah. But I like, like, her swearing. They really amped up the swearing in this movie. I like that. Yeah, and, like, just her sort of whole... I don't know how to put it. Like, her whole attitude gave her a lot of person. I think Alison Brie injected a lot of personality into the it's character. It's her... It's something that Alison Brie is really good at playing. Yeah. Like, a chipper person. Yeah. But they have, like, dimension. Yeah. And even though this character doesn't have a lot of dimension, yeah. it's still this, like, how you would... Say, how you put yeah. it, like, I may be chipper and friendly, but I'm doing whatever I want and can yeah. to get yeah. ahead she's a total, and be... Like, she's a total asshole, but, like... This, this, the kind of character that she's playing here is a kind of character that in previous films and stuff, I could see being annoying and being, like, really just wanting to kill them off and move past them. Yeah. But she, she makes her fun. Like, I, I enjoy watching her as opposed to being, like, oh, this annoying character again. Yeah, I didn't think you know? of her as annoying, but I was definitely yeah. like, so, when's she gonna get killed? Yeah. You know, because <laughs> yeah. you know. You know that she's there to yeah, be killed. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, they talk about the the bigger kills now. And that she gets fl- flipped off the roof or whatever yeah. onto the car. Um, why? Why did they kill her? Like, why would she be it's a target? Close to Sydney, I guess. Yeah, it seems a little random. Um, I, I they have this whole thing they talk about in the movie where they're like it was following the pattern of the original killings. It doesn't really seem like it is. So would she be like the principal? I guess that's the mo- that's the closest I can think of because so the original killings we yeah we do have the two killings at the beginning the two killings at the beginning mm-hmm. we do have one of the Sydney archetypes friends getting killed not mm-hmm. in the right order though no um, and uh, so so that's weird and then we do have an adult getting killed so I guess that that is supposed to be the principal. Um, but then like we don't have like the cameraman dying unless that's supposed to be like. The new Randy guy. Huh. I, I don't know. It, it seems a little bit... I can bit, see that a I, bit. I, guess, I, miss, I feel like there's enough differences that the fact that they jump to it's a reboot is kind of just easy. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah. You know, like, it's, it, it really does stand... I mean, it's meant to be in that order, but yeah. it does stand on its own creative 
feet. You can't just say one to one to one to one, which I like because yeah. honestly, I don't want to be watching a movie and being like, "Oh, that is clearly that guy. That yeah. is clear." Like that's that's boring, yeah. and you're distracted from just enjoying and watching and experiencing. Well, and it's also, didn't they also do this in Scream Two, where they're like they specifically found people with like the similar last names or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, it's patterning itself after the original." Killing. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's something. It's just I don't know. It like so in that movie it was a sequel, and this one's a reboot. It just seems like a little bit uh a little bit easy yeah but um but i mean i still like that commentary i just if you're gonna really go for the reboot thing it, it would have made some more sense to go after the principal again as opposed to uh, random adults i, you know, I like, suppose I, I feel like it's more in spirit than yeah. in direct uh comparison well i'm saying i mean like i get it outside of them like outside of the world of the movie i'm saying in the world of the movie that they, oh, the, they, oh, the characters I jump see. to i see it's a mean. reboot you know like okay um all right let's talk about kirby um, oh, well, actually, let's, let's talk about Allison Brie's actual death, I think, was not awesome. Like, it was kind of scary, but she was an idiot. No, it was really yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually one of my yeah. least favorite yeah. parts. <laughs> um, let's talk about Kirby. Probably my favorite part of the movie. I think Hayden Panettiere does a really great job with this yes, character. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's just a different kind of role for her. Uh, like mm-hmm. we said, it's very Audrey-like from the TV show. Well, Audrey is very Kirby-like. Yeah, Audrey is... Definitely, like, a variation on that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't know, I just think that it added a different energy. Like, she, yes, she has some Randy qualities, but she really was, at the time, a very fresh character for this franchise. Mm-hmm. And injected a lot of personality into it. Mm-hmm. You know, was not one of, you know, she was attractive, but she wasn't, like, the, the popular girl or the mean girl. She was nice to the geeks. She was sarcastic. She was funny. She was, like, this crazy driver. Like, you know, like, they just added a lot of little things to her Yeah, that I think really worked. It's what people are more likely to be. Yeah. Like, not necessarily... Yeah, what do you mean? By- uh, like, you know, a person... Most people aren't all one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she's kind of her... She's not... She's well an bound. archetype. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. she's her own character. Yeah, I think that really worked well. Yeah. Um, she just she was just funny. I mean, we had I I like the like that she Kirby, there's the scene where Kirby's like I haven't gotten a call. Does that mean that I'm dead? And then and uh, Dewey's like I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dewey. No, don't don't say that. Um. So I think yeah. I think she had a lot of great stuff. Do you do we want? I guess we should talk about her death scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so creative. Yeah, really good. I love her, like, trying to do the trivia, then running in, mm-hmm. and then the reveal of Charlie killing her. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, she's a little stupid by assuming she won, but... Yeah, I still, that was but, the like, one thing where I was like, how how do you know? I, yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like... I think it's always tough about horror movies. Is you have to give them some level of license for their current mood. Like, of course. That they're heightened yeah. you know, feelings. Yeah. But um, there was still a great moment, and it was sad to see her go, and it was you know, cool, cool death for her, for sure. Such a cool... Like, she's yeah. the character you would think would survive till the end as yeah. well. Yeah. But she doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, and she even has this, like, non-romance romance plot yeah. going on in the background. Yeah, where yeah. she's, like, desirable, but doesn't play up to that really yeah. and, and I, I like i mean before we know charlie is one of the killers which we'll get back to charlie in a bit mm-hmm. um you know I, I think that the whole scene where they're like they're alone watching the movie and he and he's and she's like are you gonna make a move and he, he's like why don't you make a movie she's like i guess did like yeah like, i think i think that whole back and forth is fun and it's a it's a cool different kind of romance that she's into him yeah definitely um, yeah um also, yeah. one of our favorite parts of the Scream TV show is always the person on the opposite side of the glass yeah. asking to be let in. <laughs> yep, yep. We have that with when she and Jill, right? Or yeah. was it she, no, and, she and Sydney? Sydney. She and Sydney, Sydney yeah. are downstairs and Charlie is like, let me in, yeah. there's someone here. And then, you know, it's fun coming from the Scream series yeah. and liking that, being like, ooh, ooh, this is what it's, but it's like, also, really inspired. Yeah. Well, also, Not just. Also but, the original movie. Yes. Um, but but yeah. I like how it appears here and then yeah. being like, yay, because that's a continuing thing yeah. that happens in both seasons of Scream. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, great, they played up on that idea of the reboot, and then in the show they have that. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice little it motif. Is. Yeah. Well, especially because in the, in, the, in the TV show, it is a little different from... That uh, like this 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 one is more harkening back to the first movie because it is not someone trying to get in as much as somebody's tied up over there mm-hmm. and you're on the phone with the killer. Yeah. Um. 
So, but I do like that how the show sort of took that idea mm-hmm. and evolved it. Yes. You know? Yeah. So I, I think that's definitely cool. Evolved it by having the guy tied up be the killer yeah, or yeah, a yeah. killer. Like, <laughs> just, um, oh, um, let's talk about Robbie. He's one of the Randy uh, substitutes. The gay one. The potentially gay one. So I, I well, think I really yeah. like the idea here where it's... Uh, so he they bring up the one of the only ways you can survive now is by being gay, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really funny line that made a lot of sense. Yeah. And then the end, they're, they're going to kill him and he's saying, wait, 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 I'm gay. Um, now, I don't know. Like, I, I personally have always interpreted it as he is actually gay. I have too. And, um, but maybe he was just hoping to elastic effort. Well, um, the reason that I think that he is yeah. is because in the movie club when he says like the only way to yeah. guarantee is that you're gay and yeah. then he and his friend like exchange a look mm-hmm. well also i i think that i i think that like i definitely prefer the reading of him being gay mm-hmm. a because he's kind of like a creepy guy towards some girls in this movie and it seems oh, yeah. kind of like he's overcompensating yeah uh, and i also like because we in the scene where he dies we we're talking about how he's being kind of um like, he is drunk, but he's also being kind of an idiot, like, going off on his own and hanging out by himself for a long time. Yeah. And it's like, well, if he thinks he's safe, then that, that, makes, that makes that less stupid. Yeah. You know? And I, and so I, and I guess I thought that was a, a fun twist, that they, they pointed that out, but uh, but still were able to kill him and everything like that. So Subverted I, that. Yeah. I, I think that that... And they, they had some fun tricks with, the, with him with the live camera and stuff like that, too, mm-hmm. which I thought was fun. Um, so that being a huge... Commentary. Well, I would say not not commentary, but yeah. like the live streaming, the yeah. next generation of like it's not just on your phone anymore. Yeah. It's well, that's that's why I, I think when was the premiere of Scream season two, there was the whole thing with the prank and the filming. Yeah. And I and you were like, oh, that tipped you off that it was a prank. But to me, I was like, oh, they're doing the Scream four thing oh. of of filming the murders this time. Okay. Um. So then they did. They definitely play with that in Scream season two too, with him filming like the Audrey stuff and everything. Right. Um, huh. So I, I think that's interesting. I, I, it was like, that was like, you know, they talked about in that film club, they had a, the whole discussion about the, you know, new, the new tropes. How do you bring it to the next level? And the live streaming thing really makes a lot of sense that that is where we're at as a culture now. And if you're, you really want your art, your quote unquote murderous art to live on past you. Yeah. Um, I think that was, that was a, a cool point that they brought up. Um, I do want to talk about sort of the the Randy archetypes as far. So we had Randy, and now we have Robbie and Charlie, and mm-hmm. then we get Noah. I definitely think Noah's the best. I agree. Um, I feel like Robbie and Charlie have their merits, but are just kind of douchebag. Like, even even without, without the twists that we get with the gay and the murder and all that stuff, like, they're just kind of dicks. <laughs> like, they are. They are. They're like, the pretentious nerds. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're definitely there to fill the role of they're the reboot escalated version of Randy, yeah. but because there's so many characters yeah. and so arguably little screen time that they mm. could devote to each yeah. one being developed, yeah. you don't have the like the real connection to them beyond like, oh, they're the Randy archetypes. Yeah. Well, they're going to get killed because well, that's, that's yeah. what happens to Randy characters, well, except I'm, no. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that I... I like that. I like that what they're saying, what they're talking about, right? I mm-hmm. think that their lines they're given are fun and meta and everything. But I don't like them. Like they're not likable characters. Yeah. And that's that's the main thing that I take away. Whereas okay. I definitely like Noah, and I think even though you you had more issues with Randy, you're supposed to like Randy and have some level of sympathy for Randy. I get that. And at least like I feel like he's closer to likability than they are. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, like I feel like the closest to wanting, like, you, I just want you just want Kirby to be with them because Kirby wants to be with Charlie, you know, like yeah. So um, I don't want Cur- like Charlie to succeed. I want Kirby to get, to, what, like, she wants. get what she wants. Yeah. yeah, get it, girl. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, all right. So who else do we need to talk about? We should talk about Olivia Morris, who was the friend who got killed across the street. Or across the, you know, next yeah, door. Yeah, I don't really have a lot There's, to say about her. She's not her. much of a character. 
Um, her death, I think, is fun. It's not like one of the best ones ever, but I think the idea of being across Them the window, seeing it, but not yeah. being in the same, yeah, yeah. I think I think that was a fun moment, especially in retrospective, like Jill being the killer and everything. Sydney too. diving in, and yeah, oh yeah, running that's, in. That was, I really like yeah, that. Sydney immediately going into like Terminator mode and running after. Hell yeah! You know, like, I think that was a great moment. And that's why Sydney was necessary to this movie. Yeah. As opposed to the necessity mm. of Dewey and Gale. Yeah. Like, I, I can't really, like, I can see why they would be in it. Yeah. But I can't argue that they're necessary for the reboot. Whereas, I feel like... Well, why don't we talk about Dewey and Gale? Let's focus on them for a second. Okay. I, I think, to me, the biggest mistake was not killing one or both of them. Especially yep. if your plan was to go forward with the franchise. Um, I mean, that's the thing that that's really confusing about this is I just, if you really were planning it for a new trilogy, continuing with those three characters, like as much as I think that the twist of Jill being the murderer is awesome, mm-hmm. continuing with those three characters does not seem like the right choice for a new generation. Um, and especially, I think Gail should have died when Gail almost died. I think Gail like, should we didn't, have been we didn't, killed. Like her story has been told multiple times. She's not necessary. Like, you know, like, and I, I don't know what they're, uh, like, if we're supposed to feel as attached to them as clearly the writers and directors do, or, I, like... I don't feel that attachment, y- personally. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, like, like, I, I like them to some degree. Like, I don't dislike Gale and yeah. Dewey. Like, especially Dewey, like, has his funny moments and stuff. Yeah. But, and Gale's had some good arcs and things like that. But I don't, like, need her to be alive. Like, I wouldn't yeah. have left the movie being like, oh, they killed Gail. Like, you know. Like, and like, <laughs> wow, after all the teasing and all the close calls. Thank God they finally did They it. They pulled the trigger on yeah. that. So that's, like, and you don't need her. Like, she's not plot necessary, I don't feel like, either. That's, and that's what I mean, of, yeah. like, Sydney is plot necessary. Yeah. Dewey is plot logical. Yeah. Gail's survival is not. But because they're such a pair, it's yeah. like have some yeah. interplay there that is more so than and they tried to do that with that deputy yeah the girl played by like who was it heather graham or something uh, i know what her name is judy hicks let's yeah whatever i'm looking it up okay but you keep going yeah. yeah so like they kind of tried to ask of like look judy hicks marley dep- marley shelton is oh, okay is she looks like heather graham <laughs> anyway um Look, she she's in love with dewey or smitten yeah. with dewey and dewey's just like nah i have a wife who's dissatisfied with her with her life right yeah. now and, and then dewey doing the silly thing of like no you can't help on this investigation yeah. even though he and she brings up the good point of like dewey i have always been helpful to these investigations yeah. <laughs> i don't know it, it, it's their, hard their to... whole interplay i guess doesn't do a ton for, like i mean like i i understood like her her like journey to recapture her glory days i think is sort of interesting mm-hmm. i just don't like if it ended in failure i wouldn't have been upset yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I, we should, yeah, I guess, like, I can understand maybe keeping Dewey so it's not just Sydney alone at the end, and maybe the reason I keep Gale so it's not just to defy the final girl idea, but she's still, I still feel like Sydney is clearly the final girl, and they're her weird sidekicks. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So. Um, I mean, the one, the one reason to keep her around was for the reveal of like oh i can meet with gail and gail can now write my story from jill's point of view like that makes sense for her to be the new sydney with sydney dead that it would be through gail again and the matching like that reveal so you know there are other ways of doing that there are but i can see the like why jill would want well because gail could have died from that wound and they still could have had her bit found out by saying the matching wound thing mm-hmm. you know so like um yeah i don't know it's it, it, I, I guess those two characters they have their place i don't hate them no i but, don't hate but them. they just don't like they just don't feel necessary in the same way and there were so many other characters and i mean i straight up really like kirby i i've, I've never felt that the way I feel about Kirby that I do about... I never felt about Dale and Gale as strongly as I feel about Kirby in this one movie, and they've had four now. Dale? No, sorry. De- <laughs> Dewey <laughs> and Gale. Okay. Let me rephrase this. Gale and Dewey I've never liked in all four movies as much as I like Kirby. In her very in one, limited yeah. screen time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like... Okay. Yeah. Um, but... <sighs> Sydney I loved in this movie. Sydney was good. Why don't we talk about Sydney a bit? 
Um, I think she was strong. I think the idea of her trying to like write the book and overcome her demons and pass mm-hmm. it on to other people was a nice and refreshing thing. The fact that she would run right into danger, I think, was good. Mm-hmm. That she was connecting with Jill and trying to like shepherd her and be her mentor, I think, was nice. Yeah. Um, I love. I, I can't remember. I think it's Sydney and not Gail at the end. I love the line of uh, "You forgot the one thing about reboots: don't fuck with the originals." Yeah, I think that that's was a really fun one liner. Um, so yeah, I think Sydney was really strong. And I don't know what else do you do. You have anything else you want to say? There's not a ton to say, I mean, but she was. I like this Sydney more than I like Sydney in Scream Three. Yeah, yeah. Even though, like, I like Scream Three. Scream Sydney Three too, Sydney is good too. Yeah. Sydney is consistently like the best part. Yeah. Of the movies. And definitely the best of the trio. Yes. Yeah. In a way, I feel like Sydney gets... I'm trying to think if I agree, if I actually <laughs> believe this. Yeah. In a way, Sydney gets better with every movie. Okay. I can see In that. In a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she, she has... There are pluses and minuses. Yeah. But in, in a way, I can certainly see where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I start to root for her more and more and yeah, more with yeah. every movie. Because she gets smarter I, yeah. and smarter and stronger and stronger with every yeah. movie. I think the only way that I would disagree, maybe, is that I think that whereas, like, the character is maybe at her best in this movie as far as the strength and the intelligence and the bravery, her actual, like, arc and, like, what she's given to do in this movie is not as... I'm not as tired because there are so many characters. Like honestly, Gail kind of has more of an interesting story, like story mm-hmm. going on. It's just we that maybe that. Sydney is more likable and more. She is more likable and more <laughs> capable. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's just kind of my feeling yeah, towards yeah. Sydney. Yeah, yeah. But- I, I get where you're coming from for sure. Um, who else do we get going on here? So we want to talk about Judy Hicks a little bit more? Not I, I, really. I don't I, have that much to say about her. I'll just say that I, I actually liked her, especially by the ending. They, they try to set her up as one of the red herrings at the beginning by making her kind of creepy about Sydney. Yeah. Um. I, I think that she had some good moments. And I don't think that ever registered with me. The Oh, the red herring thing? Yeah. She's like in the shadows, super creepy. I'm surprised. Like a little yeah. bit, but I never did I actually yeah. think that she was the killer. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so who else is left? We talked about Robbie, I guess. Oh, we should talk about Trevor before we talk about the killers. Yeah. Do we have also? Do we have anything else to say about the freaking awful uh, cops who were terrible? They were bad. They yeah. were <laughs> terrible comic relief. Yeah. Also, um, Gil's mom, the death with the through the mail slot. The mail slot. I that was great. That was a I great really death. Liked that, yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So let's talk about Trevor. Not the best. Not the best. So stupid. Um. Bill- Not like stupid, <laughs> stupid, but just like. Yeah. You're annoying, Trevor. <laughs> Billy slash Will slash now nah, what's his name? Kieran. You know oh, yeah. that whole archetype again. Probably the weakest of the four. Um, is, yes. Or even oh, also the Scream Two guy. Well, even the Scream Three. There's always a boyfriend who might be the killer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's just kind of bleh. He's so dull. He's not creepy. He's not. He's not like a fun red herring because it's like kind of played out by now and like they don't he's take not the very... time to make him an effective red herring no like you never really think it's him no. um and it's just like he's just kind of a dick bag mm-hmm. the best part of his character is when he gets his balls blown i was off. gonna say the best part is when he's pulled out of the closet <laughs> yeah. and shot in the crotch like that that yeah. shouldn't be the best part of your character <laughs> frankly so yeah moving into let's talk more about Jill and charlie as the reveals um, again, I really like this idea of where the Randy and Sydney, um, and, you know, this time Randy gets the girl, mm-hmm. uh, Jill being so, uh, you know, upset that he cheated on her, she, that the execution style shot to the head, I think is a really great of moment. Of Trevor. Of Trevor, yeah. Um, and then Jill killing Charlie on top of that to be the sole survivor. Mm-hmm. I think that's all really fun. I really like... Uh, Emma Roberts' performance in this, and, and yeah. so it's interesting because you're talking about the variation on a theme, but she clearly, like, that's why she's Scream Queen, you know, because yeah. of this. I that's ag- why they bring her into Scream Queen. I totally agree, yeah. and I mean, there's the, what's the order she was cast in? She went by Murphy. It yeah. was like, well, she did, she did her, like, TV stuff. She yeah. did Scream. Yeah. American then Horror she, Story. Then she goes into American Horror Story, mm-hmm. where she really does... Like her first, your first time seeing her, yeah. she's queen bitch. Yeah, yeah. Which was a departure. Like I hadn't, 
I'm trying to think. I don't think I'd seen that character from her. I thought yeah. her of her as very like tween, yeah, like yeah. peppy kind of thing. Yeah. And then I saw her as Queen Bitch, and then it kind of felt like they in the next season of American mm. Horror Story, she played kind of a variation on the character. Like, I would say the next season in Freak Show. Yeah. It was like Coven, she was Queen Bitch. Mm. Freak Show, she I just, didn't realize she'd been on multiple seasons of American Horror yes, Story. Okay. Yes. Um, and that's, I think, why we had maybe a little bit of miscommunication, yeah. in my opinion, work because I felt like in the Murphy-verse... Yeah, she was very she similar. She was playing a similar yeah. thing. So it was uh, Coven... And then Freak Show, which overall wasn't a very good season, yeah. in my opinion. So I didn't really like what was going on. Wasn't so... she like a fortune teller or something? There, there was a lot. Yeah. Yes, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then, and then obviously Scream Queens, Scream Queens yeah. which we watched all of where she was very much head bitch in yeah. charge. Well, but the thing is, I, I really don't think that that's who Jill is. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I could see how if you were to see this in chronological order, yeah. you'd be like, wow. Yeah. Uh, Emma Roberts is playing this, like, again, still kind of a teen appeal like yeah you know the final girl setup is going on for yeah. her she's you like her you sympathize with yeah. her whatever and then it turns out oh my god she's capable of playing this dimension yeah. of like stabby crazy yeah. psycho girl and then so when i think for me the biggest difference between chanel from screen queens and jill mm-hmm. is that chanel is very girlish and very mm-hmm. shrill oh absolutely and, um and like kind of a fraidy cat like yes, she yeah. has her creepy moments, but she's also like she like is tough when she wants to be like, but like in a whiny way. Yeah, and, no. and like and also can be freaked out by things. And be like, ah, oh, like Jill would never be freaked out by no. anything. No, no, like, no, she, like they're different characters. Yeah. Absolutely, you can't yeah. deny that. And it, it, but I think you know if you could see what I yeah. mean of just like having seen her play Psycho, yeah, a bit, yeah. I was just like, oh, well, I knew she was kidding, having... but I didn't expect to see Psycho Emma Roberts yeah. in... Now, it's interesting, because in you never that. actually said the word Psycho, though. You kept saying head bitch. Okay, yeah. well, there's... So, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, is I think that she she fit so well... The character that she played when Gil was revealed fit so well into this franchise. Yes. With a theatrical, big performance, but also... Mm-hmm. All, she is unnerving. Yeah. You know, and, and it's... I think that, that what really makes the performance, too, is... Is the social commentary aspect too mm-hmm. the fame uh, of the fame and, mm-hmm. and the desire to not be a nobody and yeah. the desire to make it you know make it splash somewhere yeah. and, like have people actually know who you are and I think that they tried to bring that into the beginning of Scream the TV show too that idea of the anonymity and the social media and all right? that stuff yeah. um, that's the issue with this generation yeah. everyone's me 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 fifteen yeah. minutes of fame blah blah yeah. blah and. I also really like how we end the movie with after she's dead, mm-hmm. after all the media talking about how great she is. Yeah, and everything. she's the hero. She's <laughs> yeah, the next, yeah. Um, what was I going to? I would say that in a way, she is very Kieran like. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Well, what's it's, okay, the thing that's tough? Thing that's tough about this podcast is that what if people are watching this and we, haven't and seen... haven't seen Scream the TV show. Um, we've been basically spoiling it all the way through. We have. I mean, I there's apologize. no way of editing that. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll add a stinger at the beginning that says spoilers. I'll do that in retrospect. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Talk about Kieran. Well, <laughs> unassu- like, kind of unassuming. You don't really, especially, well, not especially in season one. Like, we've had our moments of being like, Kieran's a suspect, Kieran's a suspect, yeah, especially yeah. with season two. But, but then it's very much like he's tonally calm mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just like. A little blah, a little boring, and then you have the psychotic reveal at the end, but it's not mellow, like, it's not ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting, it's interesting, and it's played well. Yeah. I think, for sure. And the thing is, I think that Jill, Jill was the, like, before the reveal, Jill was the right level of... Yeah, she's a little blah, but final girls are usually a little blah, right? Mm-hmm. And then that maybe by the end of the movie she'll rise to the challenge yeah. or something. Um, and I, I think that they play well with like her, with Sydney having her hide under the bed and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's one of those things where if I, if it was a TV show and I could pause it or there were episodes in between, I could think about it. I would have arrived on Jill. Right? Because hmm. cause she is missing at a lot of points. Like, what is That's she true. doing when all these kills, you know, like... She has expressed her annoyance and frustration and kind of hatred of her mother. Yeah. And then her I, mother's killed. Yeah. It's... And, like, you know, the whole thing of, 
Trevor and Trevor, the person that Trevor cheated with, die. You know, like, mm-hmm. you would arrive there, but, but when you're in the thick of the movie, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're going straight through and you're enwrapped with the movie, and it is a big reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's one of the most successful, definitely more yes. so than three. Yes. Um, and I think you could, I, two has some good reveals, but to me, I, I, I like four better than two, too, for the reveals. Okay. Um, but that's yeah, very up to up for debate there too. Okay. Um, it's hard to say. One is just so classic, you know. Like. <laughs> One I can't complain yeah. about at all. Yeah. In in that regard of like the reveal, where even though in my you know having lived a long time yeah. and watched other things that took inspiration from screen yeah. in TV and other movies, yeah. you're like, oh, the boyfriend is a major suspect. But even then, the reveal of like yeah. in one of how exactly it plays off and the yeah. sex aspect and all of this and, and him letting himself fake could get Fake killed, get killed. And exactly. Having two killer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um so that is its own like special iconic yeah, thing. For sure, for sure. So this is this is I would say like two is very much a derivation of one. Yeah. At least in their version that they ended up doing. Yeah. Um and weren't they in the original script wasn't the boyfriend supposed to be the killer also? Uh and two? Yes. I think you might be right. That is one of they were a bunch of them. Though. Yeah. So yeah. so here in four, it's like, look, it. They were going to reverse that, yeah. Turn that trope of like, look, it was supposed to be the boyfriend because it's always the boyfriend, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, yeah. It was a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, do you have any other things you want to bring up? Because I want to talk about a dead of summer spoiler, but I'll wait until that's the very end, like post music or something. Well, I'll just I'm just gonna whatever our last thing is. Do you have anything else you want to say? Is basically my thought. <sighs> I really liked it. I kind of wish they'd use their time a little bit more wisely to yeah. make me connect with characters a little bit more. Yeah. Form an emotional connection. Well, that's another one of the reasons why I think if you killed Gail halfway through the movie, you'd have a lot have more time. Emotional yeah. payoff, too, yeah. of like, bye, Gail. Yeah. Like, I would have been in the moment like, oh, she survived this much for her yeah. to die in the reboot, although it makes sense for her to die in the reboot. Yeah. Um, and it also raises the stakes, because then you think, oh, Sydney might actually die. Yes. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So... You know, with those little qualms, I thought it was a really good version of, like, a Scream serial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, def- definitely fun. All right, so I'm going to say a major spoiler for Dead of Summer. So if you do not want to know what it is, goodbye for now. Um, <laughs> but, Bye, yeah. whatever our next movie is. I hope probably, it's not Blair Witch. Probably Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> oh, goody. All right, Dead of Summer. Um I just wanted to bring it up because I was realizing um, that the reveal of Dead of Summer is actually pretty similar to Scream 4, um, as far as the oh. it, the reveal of Dead of Summer being that all along the nice kind of bland final girl was actually the murderer the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, sim- it's it's interesting that I didn't even I, I literally just put that together as we were talking about this because when I saw it in Dead of Summer, it was a totally shocking revelation to me. Could um, it be because that's more of a supernatural? I think it will, because that's the thing is they built up this whole idea in Dead of Summer that like she might become the villain mm-hmm. because like she was like the perfect host for she the supernatural. So yeah, okay. That's what they try to like make you think is like oh she the reason that she's being picked by this demon is because she's this virginal perfect person. Uh-huh. And so I was like oh she's gonna become become the villain, uh-huh. but be like a victim and becoming the villain. Uh-huh. And so the fact that it was that from the very beginning, who we'd been seeing um, was actually not the real person. Mm-hmm. I think that that's why it was. It, it's interesting because I was saying that I would have figured out Jill, but this it worked because you saw so much of Amy, who mm-hmm. was the killer in, in Dead of Summer, that like for multiple episodes that you were like, well, this is who the character is. Like you didn't right. expect all of this to be a fake, you know? Yeah. Whereas Jill is so in the background. That it is, if you really think about it, it is kind of easy to be like, oh, she could have been the killer. Right, you know, like- right. Yeah, so basically, whereas uh, Scream lied by omission, mm. in a way, Yeah. Uh, would you say, like, Dead of Summer lied by, mis- like, visually misleading, like, well, the storytelling It was one of those you. things where it felt like the, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like, an un- untru- untrustworthy narrator kind yes. of idea, you know, okay. like, where it's like, I'm seeing all this stuff, but I can't. I thought I could buy into, but it's all an act. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think both things are really, both things are really good twists. 
Uh, and it's, but it's just interesting now thinking about it because when I saw the Dead of Summer one, I was like, this is so original. I don't feel like I've seen this before, but it actually is very similar. <laughs> it's just done in a different style where it's still a big twist. I think that's enough. Yeah. To... Yeah. It's interesting. It also makes me wonder if the creators of Dead of Summer, like, or the writers, yeah. know about Scream 4. I would be shocked if they didn't. I mean, they picked some... They didn't really... They, it wasn't meta in the same way that the Scream franchise was, but it's so harking back to so many different slashers' okay. ideas that I would be shocked if they didn't know. Well, I could see how they wouldn't be afraid of yeah. doing the same thing, because yeah. it's different enough. Yeah, it's definitely a major... I haven't seen Dead of yeah. Summer, but I was like, Dan, you're writing about it. Check out his... Review. Re- reviews, recaps. Yeah, I have reviews of the first four episodes and then a season review that's all on TV After Dark. I also tweeted them out. If you want to check out at Scream Pod on Twitter. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Rate us, Follow review us. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, I just the, said that five seconds did, ago. I know. Son of a gun. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you too, even though you're going to make me watch Blair Witch Project. You're going to love it. I really won't. You're going to love it. Guarantee you, I will you're gonna love be it. miserable. <laughs> you're going to love it. All right, guys. Everybody tweet at Ogie Bogie telling her how much you'll love Blair Witch. Stop. And, um, scream you later. Scream you later. <laughs>